The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga, Certified Financial Planners and partners in wealth management firm Empirical Wealth Management. This show is designed to give you prudent advice on investment and financial planning solutions. Good afternoon, Ethan. Hey, Ken. How's it going today? Good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Hey, Happy New Year. Same to you, buddy. Yeah, it's the first show of the new year, 2011. That's right. So we're excited about... Uh, the many wonderful things we're, we're, we're doing. No doubt about it. You better believe it. <laughs> um, well, today, Ethan, since it's the first show of the year, I thought, uh, I think you had some some ideas about uh, taking a, at least one item out of the vault that we put in last year and uh, maybe putting some more items in our vault. Right. And for those of you who aren't, aren't aware, the vault is a, an idea where we track as best we can, the predictions of so-called market gurus. Um, and so if you have any any uh, of those predictions you'd like to put in the vault, we'd love to hear from you um, in addition to what we're trying to collect. And the idea is to show you how how often and how frequently these predictions are, are wrong and by dramatic amounts how frequently they're wrong and the idea being that when you realize that, hopefully you'll start tuning out the Wall Street noise and the media nonsense. Mm-hmm. Is that right? We, we summing that up? Basically right, yeah. We, the predictions are very hard to get right, <laughs> as it turns out. Um, well, before we, we get into this vault segment, Ethan, you want to go ahead and give out our contact information and a call to action here? Of course. Uh, as always, we can be reached at our email address, which is contact at EMPIRadio.com, or you can reach us at the office at 800-923-4307. And just as a reminder, if you're an individual investor looking for some investment guidance, uh, we would love to uh, get together and review with you your current situation and make some specific recommendations. 
um, also incorporate uh, your, your goals, what you're trying to achieve into that recommendation, and also outline a, a plan to help you achieve those goals. And as always as well, if you're an investment advisor out there looking to partner up with a, a very well-established firm like ours, um, we would love to speak with you as well. And, uh, you know, if you do, shoot us an email um, and uh, take advantage of, of this offering. We'll also, uh, you know, if you just shoot us an email to say hello and let us know that you're out there listening, we, uh, we have more investment books that we like to um, give out to educate our listeners and our clients and the public. So go ahead and do that, and we'll, we'll shoot you out a free copy of uh, one of the books we like. Sounds great. All righty then. Um, <clears throat> well, Ethan, you, you said you, you, you have any, any New Year's resolutions before we go into our segment here? Any investing resolutions or financial resolutions, or you just want to put on some weight or anything? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I was hoping to gain 15 pounds this year. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm on track. Nice. I had, nice. I had a sausage breakfast sandwich this morning, so I should be... Yeah, you deserve it. Well, I was hungry and... Sounded good. Yeah, I had some oatmeal. Gotta watch that cholesterol. Yeah, that's not yeah, good. It sneaks up on you. Fair enough. Um, you know, you don't want to have a, a heart attack or anything. <laughs> I keep got to keep it pumping. I have a little coffee, and then it's like this. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, jeez. You you love you love my handiwork on the sound effects, don't you? Who digs it up for you? <laughs> I just. Simon, our uh, crack engineer here, he's he's got me chock full of fresh material. I'm gonna have to have a talk with Simon. All right, we're going to uh, let's do this vault section here. All right, open the vault. All right. Oh boy! Now, if you could go ahead and crack it open. Well, it's heavier than it looks. Reach back in there. I got it. I think Simon, I could you give him a hand? Okay. He's he's not feeling strong. Ooh. All right. Okay. I, we, we have it here. All right. So, you know, the, I, I know you have some stuff for this year, and I just out. If you listen to our show, um, which is on the archive dated September 16th, I had uh, pulled out Barron's um, copy of Barron's uh, magazine, their publication. And in that article was what's the, the cover, um, and that's what kind of caught my eye, was what's ahead for stocks. Wall Street's top equity strategists are wary but their consensus view is that the market will rise 7% by year end. Mm-hmm. They were wary. And as we talked about on that show, um, it, the consensus was kind of the average. You had some people saying there would be a zero or negative return at the end of the year. Some people thought there would be um, a reasonably high return for the remainder of the year, um, somewhere in the 18 to 20%. Well, the consensus was 7%. So... I guess if you were planning out your retirement plan or your schedule for the next quarter, um, that's what would have happened. Well, we know from that time period, uh, from the September 6th, uh, it the market actually did about double that amount. So they were about 100% off in in their in their in their prediction. Yeah, in terms of magnitude, right? Yeah, and that's a consensus. And if you had been you know, each of those recommendations, it's interesting, uh, each of the recommendations in the article are seem reasonable, very plausible, right? 
but didn't really help you make better investment decisions by following any of them specifically. Uh, yeah, I think the, the group of these guys who were extremely high paid, um, you know, <laughs> Simon, I'm telling you, when Ken says more sound effects, what we need is less sound effects. I could just, you know, see them in their meetings. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying that it it's ridiculous because, you know, and, and I think we're finally holding people accountable to this stuff. Um, you know, if you're going to make predictions, we're going to we're going to put it out there. We're gonna and I and I love it um, because I think all too often we, as individual investors, I think the, the the important thing to learn is number one, it's virtually impossible to predict the market returns over short periods of time. No so question. From September to the end of the year, the idea that any one of these guys could get it right, which um, I don't think any of them actually predicted exactly seven percent, but was ridiculous. Um, that the consensus of them would get it right is kind of ridiculous. I mean, it's probably a better estimate because you kind of get the extremists out of the, on the negative and the positive extreme out of the data. Um, but, you know, even when you get to one year, and I think that we'll roll into that with your what you've got over here, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll pull that out of the vault. But, but the idea for you as an individual investor, or if you're working with a financial advisor or you are an advisor working with clients, um, what you should be doing is educating yourself and/or your clients that market predictions are not are not useful. And I mean, we've had two years now of pretty good returns. I mean, the S and P for the year turned in fifteen percent. And last week's show, we were going through some of the asset classes, um, and the market didn't really move much in that last few days since we were doing that. But I think the S and P closed up about fifteen. Um, Depending on which globally diversified portfolio, uh, if you were an empirical client, um, you know, last year I think you're going to be up somewhere between 20 and 30 percent. We've got a variety of different, we call them targeted premium portfolios that have different exposures to things like emerging markets, small value stocks, and so more aggressive portfolios we have that have higher weightings. And we know there was a pretty big value and small cap premium last year. Mm-hmm. As we talked about the uh, the rate of return on on microcap um, ending December thirty first, the DFA uh, U.S. microcap fund thirty one point two nine, so over double that of the large cap sector, you know the S and P kind of thing, and that happened in, in uh, that happened in the in the international markets as well. You had international small companies up uh, twenty three, almost twenty four percent. And uh, the international large was, I think, somewhere around eight percent, um, somewhere in that zone. So there was there was definitely that premium. So anyway, Ethan, I don't know. Maybe I'm digressing. Maybe I'm just giving out good advice. I think so. I don't know. Um, you know, go ahead. Real quick, one other thing. Yeah. When you're talking about the the various you know, past predictions, and it's kind of interesting to to look at that in retrospect because. You know, as an individual investor, we, we tend to forget the things that were wrong. Yeah. Even of, even of our own predictions, right. let, let alone the predictions of, of other so-called professionals. You know, we, we tend to only be talking about in the future the things that were right. We don't re- recount to ourselves a number of times that a prediction wasn't correct. Right. And if we did that, we'd, we'd really see very clearly that we'd, we all have a bit of a bias toward, um, uh, you know, 
hindsight, right? Oh yeah. So it's kind of a goofy thing. No, it's it's hard to tune out that that noise in the you know one of our big. You know, I haven't I haven't heard yeah. much from uh, Nouriel Rabini here recently. Oh really? It's because guess what? The double did never happened. So he kind of just fades away, oh. right? He kind of fades away rather than it's no longer on the front page news that he was incorrect. Yeah. So yeah, he just fades into the backdrop, more or less. You know, uh, you're saying, you're saying, where where is he? You know, well, he's no longer in the public. Well, I mean, he may be. I'm sure he's doing stuff out there, but he's not. It's all we're hearing from him, right? Or <laughs> about him, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, well, so what do you have for this year, Ethan? Um, is it going to be a, a roller coaster year? That's a kind of a quiet roller coaster. Well, yeah, that one is. So, you know, we have just about a minute left of this, oh, this wow. segment. Okay, should we go dive into this, or should we? Uh... Um, yeah. Well, all right. Well, maybe you could start it up. Yeah, here we go. Well, the other day I was looking at the USA Today, mm-hmm. and um, actually it was on my uh, my Android phone. Oh wow, you're really cashing in on that Android. Yeah, it's pretty pretty slick. And anyway, one of the articles was uh, about the upcoming year, which obviously 2011, and it says here, uh, will 2011 be hot for markets? And then 11 twists that could hit stocks. And then they basically, uh, that's right, they outline about 11 different things here that are sort of predictions about 2011, the upcoming year. And one of those is very interesting to me, uh, right off the bat, the very first one is called the, the year of the peak. One person that they, they found here, uh, looks like Ned Davis uh, from Ned Davis Research. Oh, Ned. Yeah, he's expecting that the S&P 500 stock index will hit its all-time high this year. We're going to recapture the all-time high, which was apparently 1,565. Wow. So that's a pretty stunning prediction for one thing. And Oh, it looks like, hey, we're up uh, against the... Uh, oh, okay. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Be right back. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. 
The incidence of autism has increased at an alarming rate. Approximately 1 in 150 children are affected by autism, giving autism the undesired ranking as the most prevalent childhood developmental disorder in the U.S. 67 children will be diagnosed today. That is nearly one child every 20 minutes. Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica, hosted by Terry Aranga, illuminates how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Autism is treatable and given appropriate therapies, children are recovering. With well-known researchers and doctors, members of Congress, and expert service providers from a wide range of disciplines, Terry offers interviews and insights highlighting the progress in areas related to autism spectrum disorders such as biomedical research and treatment, communication, education, and behavioral modalities, sociological and philosophical issues, and legislative advocacy and insurance concerns. Autism One, a conversation of hope, broadcasts each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Autism One, a conversation of hope. Through education and conversation, there is hope. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio for show of 2011. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Smith, Certified Financial Planner and CEO of Empirical Wealth Management. We are talking about uh, predictions, and we were going through our vault segment and talking about uh, one of the items we pulled out of the vault from last year was a Barron's article and uh, how drastically off the the top, the consensus of the top analysts and what Wall Street were on their prediction for the year end. And Ethan, you were... You were going through uh, some information you have on some yeah. vault items. Yep. Yeah, just kind of recapping here. Oh, we're okay. getting, getting the vault open again real quick. Is that what yeah, that we is? Yeah, we got to get that open. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Actually, I, I think I have it right here on my desk. Okay. <laughs> I was just saying right before the break that um, an investment team at Ned Davis Research, uh, led by Chief Investment Strategist Tim Hayes, and this is in the USA Today from January 1st, I believe it was. Uh, the title of the the article was, Will 2011 Be a Hot Market? Um, 11 Twists That Could Hit Stocks, it says. And I was just saying right before the break that uh, this particular analyst is saying that, uh, boy, that is hot. That's, yeah. a, that's a good one. Uh, saying that the S&P 500 stock index, uh, he expects it to make uh, a run at its all-time high. 
uh, sort of mid-year, around the summertime, um, and hit or surpassed the previous all-time high, which was 1,565. So that's a pretty amazing prediction. Yeah. I mean, to go from here, well, I mean, we're, we've had a pretty good bull market here, pretty good run here in the last year, two years, but uh, he expects it to continue. And then what I found also interesting is that shortly after he says that, he says, well, that mid-year peak could be uh, could mark the end of the cyclical bull market that began in March 2009 and start a new cycle, or rather a new cyclical bear market. And then he says, if the uptrend does not last through mid-year 2011, it would mean that the bull market is nine quarters, oh, sorry, it would mean that the market's nine quarters old and then that the rest of the year would be, would be bad. So he expects a peak, but then the rest of the year to go, go ahead and turn bad. It will, um, we'll, we'll go into a, uh, a bear market. It kind of sounds like he's covering all his bases here, <laughs> to be honest with you. Hey, it's going to go up, and then it's going to go down. Well, okay. So I don't know. I I'll... mean, let's talk about some market history here. Sure. Ethan. You know, we were saying that, uh, so for the last two years, we've had an equity premium. And an equity premium is defined in in our industry um, as the year, the time periods in which equities um, produce a higher rate of return than than risk-free assets, so are generally thought to be treasuries, as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had that premium for the last two years, and you might say, well, how how often um, do we see the equity premium? Um, and, you know, in any one single year, 12-month period, I think that, that equity premium last time I had checked, somewhere close to 70% of the time. Right. And then... Uh, so that if you were making predictions, if we had a bunch of analysts making predictions, um, typically the ones who are predicting that the market there will be an equity premium, the market will do positive relative to some former treasury. Well, they should be right more often than those who are predicting negative markets because positive equity premium returns af- happen more frequently. And this is, is this uh, over a period of a year? So you're talking about seventy percent of the one year periods. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'll see if I can, while you're talking, I'll see if I can get some more specific data on that. Well, I can tell you that over the last one year, the equity premium has been enormous, um, looking at the fixed income versus just regular asset, uh, equity asset classes. I think the, the lowest performing um, equity asset class that I have here, have here in front of me over the last one year returned about 9 or 10% for the year, which is pretty good. Uh, bonds, let's look at the short-term treasury it produced about one and a half percent for the whole year, so the difference in return is there is the the equity premium, the premium you, that equities return over bonds in this case, over that same period. It's been yeah. enormous over the last one year and two years. And it's it's um, U.S. stocks have outperformed T Treasury bills, Ethan, in eighty six percent of all the ten year periods mm-hmm. from nineteen twenty six through two thousand. This is through the end of two thousand eight. Um, so as your time horizon exp- expands, um, you, you, yeah, you have a great, even a greater uh, uh, opportunity set, I guess you could say, to to have that have that equity premium, right? So, and this is see. one other thing, real quick. Just uh, thinking about this, looking at the market a year ago or or two years ago, uh, close to the March two thousand nine lows, you know, again the the outlook was not particularly bright. You know, nobody was feeling terrific, right, at that right. time. But as an investor, you're left with a choice at that moment in time. 
Are you going to drastically change your allocation, sell stocks after they've gone down so much, and buy something else, like bonds, for example, or yeah. cash? Yeah. And then what would that have led to? Well, it basically would have sealed in the losses you just went through on, stock, on the stock side through 2008, early 2009. Oh, yeah, definitely. So it didn't, didn't do you any good to make those drastic changes, if you did. No. Particularly if you had a diversified portfolio. So I think that's just interesting how that works. Okay. Um, any other predictions there? Yeah, there's you a couple. I'm going to not read all these because, there's, there's, like I said, there's about 11 of them. Uh, the next one was this. Let me get to this. Oh, yeah, one of the uh, predictions, prediction number four, was that, um, let's see here. Yeah, energy and agricultural commodities will continue to, to go higher in 2011. And the, uh, the basis for this prediction was simply that, and this is kind of an interesting fact, it's expected that the world population will cross the 7 billion uh, threshold this year for the first time. So that's interesting just to set up, set up a, a side note. And because of that, uh, the pressure on, on resources like, you know, uh, oil and energy and then also agricultural goods would be um, be kind of high. So that would lead to a, an equally high market uh, for those types of, of goods, those types of commodities. Hmm. Uh, mo- moving on here. Let me see if I can isolate another one here. That sounds pretty good. All right. Uh, basically, another one, number, number uh, what number is this? Number five talks about what will be a, uh, a, uh, a, a bond bubble, as it were. There'll be enough money moving out of bonds to sort of burst that, that bubble that, I guess, they perceive to be in bonds right now as those monies are, are moved into stocks. So that's interesting. They're predicting the collapse of the, the bond bubble, as it were. And then lastly, the one, last one we'll talk about here today is simply the, uh, that gold is not golden. Um, mm. Gold is up around 30% for 2010. Uh, these these uh, folks, uh, according to the USA Today article, expect that gold will begin to uh, to go back down in price. Well, based on how rapidly gold's rise or has risen, I'm sorry, in the last few years, I guess that's a seems reasonable. A reasonable prediction. Yes, yeah, so, so the recent momentum in gold is more mania than fundamentally driven. Yeah, which I, you know. It's everywhere right now, right? Yeah. I mean, it's all over the media. It's all over the web. It's all over the news, TV, everywhere. Gold, gold is being sold everywhere. So, yeah, I think that's basically true. It's kind of like how housing was at the peak. You yeah. know, everybody's building houses, buying houses. Um, that's how it feels right now. Yeah. We always say, hey, there's – even if you don't know exactly what's going to happen in the future, there's never a – a, a bad time to take a more prudent approach with your investments. And so we've been saying for even the advice we've been giving, even though someone could say, hey, well, you guys were saying for the last couple of years, you know, gold does not, should not be your, the majority of your asset class exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, one way of looking at that is saying, well, they don't know what they're talking about because gold's continuing to go up. Right. Sometimes you give advice based on the long-term averages, right? The, mm-hmm. what this re- mean reversion and fundamental economic principles. Mm-hmm. Um, and in short periods of time, you know, back when we were saying, hey, stick in, stay into your diversified portfolio that appropriately matches your objectives because markets historically do come back. Um, and again, diversified markets. Well, in the short term, we, certainly we would be proven wrong, right? It's only, you know, as we're coming out of this 
prices um, that now our advice sounded reasonable. Um, those 60-40 stock-to-bond portfolios that we run are now positive from the market peak mm-hmm. right through the bottom and now back up. They're actually in the positive. Right. Uh, we were able to do some some tax harvesting, some things like that. That even you know we took advantage of the of the down downturn. So my point is, Ethan, on this gold situation is, you know, the fact that it's gone up doesn't doesn't discredit the advice that we've continued to give, which is makes sense to have a portion of your portfolio in commodities. We prefer a diversified index of commodities, not focused on any one, um, unless that one commodity has a larger weight of the world index of commodities. And so the commodity funds that we're using, um, because oil is an energy art, is a pretty big, big issue in commodities. They do tend to have a higher weighting, uh, mm-hmm. but that's a much better way of approaching the commodities market. Mm-hmm. So same thing. If anything, take this opportunity. If you wound up listening to uh, you know these commercials or these gold guys that are peddling this stuff, and you bought it and it's continued to go up, it, I would take advantage of this opportunity to sell it <laughs> exactly uh, down to a very reasonable, and well, I would say reasonable is no more than 10% of your portfolio. Right. Um, and diversify that out. If you don't know how to do that, give us a call, and right. we'll, we'll walk you through this. That's one of the things. I mean, you can talk about being in asset classes as they go up, but as a as an investor, to, in order to capitalize on that upward momentum, you actually have to be able to sell something at, at the right time. You That's know, right. In, in tech stocks, we all got burned because, well, I don't say we, I mean, the majority of the market got burned simply because they held on too long. No one recognized that there was a problem with the valuations and didn't sell. We all could have made, a lot of people could have made a, a large amount of money in that, that period of time. Same thing is true with housing, you know, real estate and gold. Holding on too long is not a, is not a good thing. You got to know your market history, and if you look at gold, we're writing about this right now, and we'll put that paper on our website. But there was a thirty over a thirty-year period. We got to take a break. We got to take a break. Where gold actually uh, lost purchasing power. We'll be right back. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at empiricalfs.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. 
We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages, so tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Ethan, we were talking about... Uh market predictions and kind of closed out the vault segment for yeah. 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, in summary, I think regardless of the predictions, we we jest about these market predictions, but the best approach is to connect yourself to a financial advisor, a fee-only, fee-based planner, um, who understands and has a deep knowledge of capital market theory and how, how, how to build and construct asset allocations, and then get the right allocation in a globally diversified portfolio with the lowest cost, best structured asset class vehicles you can find in the world and stick to that with rigorous discipline, right? I think that's true. Oh, you better believe it. I think discipline in most things, most areas of life uh, you know, prove to be more, more fruitful than, than not, and that is never more true than I think in, in the area of investing. And once you've done that, you should do everything possible to avoid the psychological setbacks that we each have as individual human beings. Uh, and if you find yourself being swayed by what you're reading, literature that you're reading that's not grounded in any kind of empirical research, but more day-to-day news or opinions of individual gurus of sorts, mm-hmm. newsletter write authors or um, you know the 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 CNBC kind of stuff where you've got people coming on and and spreading out advice that's not specific to your situation um or is not more about the long-term theory of how markets work um you, you need to avoid that and get yourself away from it and if that means you just stop looking at the day-to-day news about the market then that's what you have to do and if if you think through this last downturn Ethan, with the phenomenal market recovery we've had, if you just ignored most of the stuff that was going on, I know it seems like an unintelligent thing to do, but ultimately it's probably the best thing uh, you can you can do. 
And I, I saw, an, I read an analogy in one of the many books that we've talked about before where the, um, what's the guy that falls in the story about the guy that falls asleep for 40 years? What's his name? Rip Van Winkle. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go, Rip Van Rip Van Winkle, right? How do you, how often do you talk about Rip Van Winkle? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but that it was. I thought it was it it was a good analogy. If you know, if you Rip Van Winkle and wake up when you need your portfolio, <laughs> um, you're likely not to you do much better than the guy who's reading the news every single day. Right, and then making making changes based on that news. Yeah, certainly, if you have a disciplined, diversified approach going into uh, a forty-year hiatus, you'll be much better off than if you didn't. Definitely, no question. Okay, um, that's you. You had some. You have some interesting information you want to share about the recent tax legislation. Yeah, I think so. There's a couple of things that uh, 2011. I think were pretty interesting that that were included in this recent tax tax bill that. Uh, that was set into law here recently. Um, let me see if I can get a couple of these guys. One of the, one thing I thought was good, I mean, obviously, taxes will continue to be sort of the Bush era. Tax cuts will continue to be in force for the next couple of years. Um, and for those of us earning income, that's probably a, a good thing. You're right. Um, one of the things that will con- be continuing under that uh, provision is that the uh, there will be a continued relief for the marriage pen- penalty. Um, so I'm not sure if you're, you're familiar with that, but... How that works basically is that uh, as an individual, you have a certain amount of exclusions or uh, personal exemptions that you can claim, uh, which is, you know, normally you'd think, boy, if I'm married, well, then I just get double the normal amount. Well, in the past, that hasn't been the case. You, you actually get a slightly less amount um, by filing jointly than if you did if you did just doubling the individual exemption. So okay. that's something that will be continuing uh, to be in effect over the next couple of years. Probably not, not a huge surprise, but kind of a, it's kind of a good thing, obviously. Capital gains rates will continue to be uh, long-term capital gains rates will continue to be at the uh, fi- the, the maximum of fifteen percent. Talk to me, which is good. And this is interesting for folks who have uh, are in a lower income bracket. Let's say you've recently retired, you're sixty years old. Uh, you retired last year, and and you haven't claimed Social Security yet, and you're also not taking much from your your IRA account. So you're in a pretty low income tax bracket. And maybe this person has, uh, I don't know, half a million, million dollars in a taxable account, so a non-IRA account that has some embedded gains uh, inside that, some of the positions inside that account. The, the old rules for the last couple of years have been, boy, you can t- if you realize gains, you can potentially pay zero capital gains tax up to a certain limit. Okay. Those rules are continuing into 2011 and 2012. So you could conceivably realize gains in a taxable account, pay zero to 15% capital gains tax for long-term capital gains. Pretty good deal. So let's uh, explain that to us again. Well, again, if you are in, are in a low-income tax bracket, maybe because okay. you're retired or for some other reason, All right. maybe you're out, out of work for a period of time, maybe you're taking a hiatus or something, and you have some um, um, embedded gains in your positions in your taxable account, so your non-IRA account. Okay. Let's say you own, just for, for simplicity's sake, own some Microsoft stock. You have a very low-cost basis in this thing because you purchased it many, many years ago. All it's right. worth a half million dollars now. You could realize, sell some Microsoft stock, and maybe you have, you've been hesitant to sell it because you want to pay, be whack with the gains. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're in a low-income tax year, you could conceivably sell some of that stock up to a certain limit and pay zero, zero capital gains tax. Okay. Um, so that's a pretty good deal. A so that was something that was in, that they're continuing to extend. Exactly right. And to get that zero, is there a certain in- income limit or some trigger numbers that 
you need to be aware of? That's exactly. Yeah, there are okay. there are some details around that. I mean, you couldn't go sell the whole five hundred thousand dollars and pay no tax. That's not how it works. But if you sell some nominal amount, say thirty thirty thousand dollars of it, and in the past you haven't been wanting to do that because you don't want to be whacked with the capital gains tax, well, this would be a good year to do it. And there's okay. some really good planning opportunities around that. And I guess that's what I really want to mention. There's some good planning opportunities around getting your portfolio diversified if you have a concentrated position. All right. So that's kind of a good thing. Well, that's pretty exciting. It's really cool. Yeah. So uh, make sure you, I, I would recommend you talk to your a financial advisor, a tax professional. Yep. And, you know, we for some of our clients where the situation is appropriate, we've discussed that, and it's been a pretty good pretty good way to diversify out of um, some diversified stock positions, which we've been hesitant to sell for tax reasons. Right. Um, the new tax legislation always also continues the, the um, qualified dividend tax. So um, in the past, dividends through offered through stocks have been right. treated as ordinary income. Well, they'll continue to be treated as long-term capital gains, basically, and taxed at 15%, which is a good thing for, for stockholders. Good stuff. Shareholders. Um, a couple more things here I think that are pretty interesting. Um, AMT, the, for 2011, 2012, there, there will continue to be what they call the AMT tax, um, sorry, patch, AMT patch. All right. And basically, this means that uh, in the past, because AMT, the alternative minimum tax, didn't adjust upward for inflation when they created it many years ago, uh, more and more sort of middle class folks, middle income earners, were getting hit with this AMT tax. And so they created this patch that just says, hey, you have, you have an exemption amount up to a certain amount of dollars that if you make less than this, you won't be taxed under the AMT, which is good. So that's some tax relief for, for some middle-income folks. That's yeah, a good that's deal. great. Mm-hmm. And then um, I have something else here. Oh, yeah, the, probably the biggest thing coming through here with the legislation is how much time do we have left? Oh, we've got a few minutes. Okay. The biggest thing, I think, is the uh, estate planning provisions um, oh boy. coming through in 2010. This is some pretty interesting stuff. Um, what happen- The biggest thing is that the applicable exemption amount is $5 million. So that went up from... Yeah, can you believe it? Wow. It's amazing. Uh, went up from $3.5 million the year before to f- now it's $5 million, which is pretty, a pretty, pretty good amount. That means you can give up to uh, $5 million, basically, estate tax-free. Totally uh, tax-free? Yeah, estate tax-free. Okay. Anything, anything above the $5 million mark um, will be taxed at 35%, okay. which um, you know, isn't great, but it certainly is uh, Oh, is that a flat rate now? It used to be up to 55%, right? Yeah, I guess the, that's the, the, the top rate is 35%. So that's not like anything over $5 million gets taxed immediately at, at 35%. It begins to tax at a graduated schedule, which hits 35%. Now, at, at the top level, that's which right. Which is significantly better yep. than, than what it was, right? Yep. And they mean, also, unless you died in 2010, which was zero. I suppose, yeah, that's yeah. true. But they made it odd. That there was well, some, I like hanging out. There were some goofy rules uh, in 2010. Okay. Um, which now you have the choice, actually, to use the rules that were in effect through 2010 or just take on the new rules that were just passed. Oh, really? So you have the option, basically. And most folks probably would just take the option because of the, uh, the non-step-up of basis uh, under the old 2010 oh, okay. rules. It's kind of complicated. I'm not going to get into it here. But um, you have an estate that that affects, you probably want to talk to somebody about it anyway. I'd yeah. Def- that. Well, let me ask you something, Ethan. Um, Hopefully I have an answer. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> if with this $5 million, that's per person still, right? So if you have a, a married couple... Each of them 
can you still take advantage of each person's exclusion? Oh, that's a great question. Well, you better believe it. And the answer is yes. And what's really cool about it is that let's say there's an unused portion. Let's say um, uh, one spouse dies, but they only use, say, half of their $5 million exemption. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? The, the remaining remainder gets carried over to the spouse. No way. So that person gets five plus. Exactly. <laughs> That's, That's a good awesome. deal. That's a good deal for that taxpayers. Is a good deal. It's like somebody's trying to do something that makes sense down there. And in, in the past, you, you had to really finagle a way to, around to use both person's exemptions. Yeah, I don't understand but, that. You know, you had to use these things called the bypass trust, which right. is, I mean, everybody, <clears throat> a lot of people, you had to jump through a lot of hoops to make sure your 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 you and your your spouse got to use both exemptions. Now it's right. much much easier, which is obviously a good thing. So now you is there is there the need for the complicated trust? Um, yeah, work? not for that reason anyway. You may, you okay. may still want to have money in trust for other other reasons. Um, you know, for example, um, let's see here, some good things to consider for reason for trust: asset protection and controlling where the assets go after death. Right. That sort of the stuff. The privacy issue and some of that stuff. Yeah. Privacy is good for trust, whereas if it's not under trust and, you know, your normal estate, it's, it's public record, basically. Now, I thought I'd, I'd seen a, an, I didn't get a chance to read it, uh, an article talking about, um, oh, you know what? We're over our time here. Ethan. We, we need to take a break. All right. Um, let's take a break. We'll pick up on this and put a wrapper on her. Sounds good. Okay. Be right back. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. We are talking about the uh, Tax Relief Act 2010, I believe. And uh, before we dive back into that, we were talking a little bit about trusts and such. Uh, I want to give out our contact information here at the firm again. And uh, hey, Simon, I have a question for you. Can you, if you're close to the microphone there, um, Simone, um, do we have the shows archived on um, our radio website? We have a radio website, which is empiradio.com, right, Simon? Yeah, we do. I can't hear you, man. You gotta. Yeah, we do. Oh, that's better. Okay, so are we archiving all the shows there as well as on the Voice America? Because we got a lot of eager listeners. Hang on a second. Stuff. It's not both? How, how do we pull ourselves together? Who's in charge of that? Who's who's running that, Simon? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is a gong show now? All uh, right. Well, Simon, um, okay. Well, anyway, we. Uh, I think we need to get a, get a hold of that. I'd like to have it on our I think that'd be nice. Um, Because we also had interviews that we did with various guest authors and and, uh, academics like Harry Markowitz and those guys. And we we wanted to make sure that that people, I'd like it if they could go in an archive to the archives and pull uh, that from one particular site. We had another radio website at one time. Yeah, those are up there. Yeah. They're up on the empiradio.com? Yeah. All of them. Okay. Oh, I see. So Except for the the, the, the shows for this last year, which you're saying we can get done. You better believe it. And I also wanted to start putting a lot of tools, um, you know, on there as well. The, and so portfolio tools and interesting um, research and stuff like that that we've been doing. So I don't know yeah, if this is the there. time to have that meeting. Well, anyway. Maybe you, we could do it off air. Well, this is definitely interesting. <laughs> Uh, we got to keep the pressure on, you know, on Simon. I know how making it public may, means that it probably will get done much sooner. Yeah. Right. We what we want is a certain amount of enthusiasm. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, are you? Are you? Uh, what else you got there? Yeah, I can't, it's, the volume's really low on my headphone. I, I asked Simon to turn down the sound effects. Oh, that's not us. working out. Okay. Well, our number here is at the firm at Empirical Wealth Management is 1-800-923-4307. 
That's 1-800-923-4307. Write that down. You'll want to keep that. And our web site for the firm is empiricalfs, as in financial services, dot com. And there are some papers and things in the resource section. And um, hold on, we're doing a log off here. <laughs> and um, anywho, we are, if, if you are an individual investor out there and you love to have a free, no pressure, no obligation uh, consultation you know, for us to take a look at what you're doing and uh, tell you a little bit about how we would work um, with, again, no pressure or anything, we'd be happy to do that. So give us a call here at the firm, and uh, we'd be happy to take you through all the way through a, a proposal stage to show you the investments that we would utilize and some some of the financial planning issues that we would attack. We're even offering to do a free retirement plan if you mention the fact that you've heard us on this program. That's right. So that's totally gratis, and um, that'll be done by Ethan Broga, our chief of the financial planning committee here at the firm. If you are a financial advisor, a professional who is looking to build a career um, helping clients in a fiduciary capacity where you put your clients' interests first and you work on a no-commission type of a basis, but you've been looking to convert over to a fee-only type of strategy, mm-hmm. right, Ethan? Right. We are looking to provide advice to, to individuals all over the country and and so wherever you are, we'd, we'd love to hear from you as well. Right. All right. And uh, Mike Van Sant is heading up our um, advisor program there. So if you call into our firm at 1-800-923-4307, you can ask for Mike, Michael Van Sant. Ethan, I'm sorry. We had to get that business taken care of. That's all right. We were talking before the break um, about the Tax Relief Act, and we were into the... We were, talking about the estate planning aspects of this. That's exactly right. Um, two things I think uh, sort of piggyback on the tail end of our last segment. So they changed some of the estate tax rules starting in 2011. Actually, it's retroactive through 2010 if you elect it. Um, and it carries on through 2012. So for, it's valid for two years, basically. So that's kind of one of the main points of this is that these rules are only in effect for the next two years. And then they'll have to re trigger what they're going to do in the future. So it's not like it's set in stone forever. It's just the next couple of years, which is better than how it was, but certainly not great for a long-term estate plan. Well, in terms of a long-term estate plan, I mean, would you do anything differently? I mean, if you're going through the process of doing it, you you would certainly not postpone estate planning. Let's make that clear, right? Yeah, that's true, I suppose. I mean, it's all the more reason you should get it done. Right. It seems likely that since they've they've, – the rules that they've made here, I mean, some of them – are in direct contradiction to the rules in the past, like, for example, the uh, the federal exclusion amount um, carryover <clears throat> for spouses right. and things. So they'll have to figure something, some out, some way to make that, I would expect, valid in the future. But precisely how that looks, I don't actually know. And, I, I mean, we would love to see them make something uh, that what, what they're putting in place here about the $5 million per spouse and then being able to take advantage of it, and you were saying whether you have a trust or not already in place. Right. right? Um, the spouse, I'm assuming, even if you just had a basic living will kind of situation. Exactly. Uh, which we've been doing, I, I think the state planners that we've, attorneys that we work with are doing that anyway. There's writing in the living wills that whatever the exclusion amount is, uh, that a person could take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
but this is is pretty good and and it and it should be simple and and um in terms of estate planning i was just going to mention that um you know it's it's worth a, the the effort to to make sure that's handled because it could be um there are other things i guess that could be go on besides just simply that exclusion that you want to make sure get addressed in your estate plan there's tons and tons of stuff tons of reasons why you'd want it if you don't have an estate plan you should get one okay i mean um yeah, I mean, living wills, that sort of stuff for, you know, um, medical directives, um, guardians for kids. Those are reasons that you need to do it anyway, so yeah. regardless of what the federal exclusion amount is. I think we're going to come back to that in future shows. We've got a lot of ideas about that and things we're going to investigate. Sounds good. Okay. Well, we've got, uh, geez, we got less than a minute now, Ethan. Uh-oh. Um, I know it's kind of a sad situation. So... What else do you got in that line? Anything else with related to these tax rules? I think that was it. Okay. Well, real quickly, um, you know, we wanted to talk about this last week. We got about 30 seconds. Um, I was reading this article uh, in a Money Magazine or one of these places here. Oh, no, Forbes, Forbes think, I'm yeah. sorry. And they were talking about retirement roulette and uh, the fact that many people still have a very high concentration in their company stock. Um, and so they're showing like at Coca-Cola, it's still 51% of the 401k assets are in Coke stock, 42 in, in GE and, and uh, down the list here. Uh, you want to diversify. And so maybe next show we can talk a little bit about the 401k I'd love to. situation. That's it for today's show, folks. Hopefully we'll, we, you enjoyed it and learned a few things. And we'll be back next week. Sounds same good. time, same place. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you next week. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.